the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And here we are, Hour 3, Backbone Radio, September 11th, 2022. I've done some 9-11 remembrances in the prior two hours. Make sure you check out the podcasts at 710knus.com or over at Omni Studio. You can find the podcast, just Google Backbone Radio podcast. We've had 58 different countries listening to our podcast, and of course, all 50 states. I think every week we just about get all 50 states. Usually it's in the 40s. There's a few holdouts. Somehow I'm not big in Vermont yet. That's annoying. I love the skiing in Vermont. I love that state. At any rate, uh, they got popcorn there. Yeah, they, they're big into popcorn. At any rate, not good for the teeth, you know, but, uh, but still, popcorn. I want to do a little dystopian world economic forum vision here. I'm going to get right to the phone lines. I'm just going to set this up very briefly and then get to some chatting, okay? But I saw that Excel Energy has come out in Channel 7, has had another report, local Denver TV news here, about Excel's going to start using that option to lock in your thermostat more often in the future. And that kind of sets you to thinking, you know, that uh, we I was talking about this last week, 22,000 Colorado homes have had their thermostats locked last week. It was really, really hot week. And people realize, hey, I can't control my thermostat. What, what gives? What the hell? And I think, you know, if that doesn't set you off with a vision for the future, given the climate people and the World Economic Forum people gathering steam, momentum and power, as well as the European energy crisis that is looming for this winter, and they're talking about stuff like this. You need to start envisioning your future, ladies and gentlemen. You need to start understanding the vision that the ruling classes in the World Economic Forum, the global elites, have for you. And again, as Klaus Schwab, this arch supervillain, has said, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Because other people will own stuff for you. They will take the trouble and they will be generous enough to own the stuff for you. You will own nothing. You will be happy. You will live in a pod. You won't own the pod, but you will live in it. You will eat the bugs. Yes, you will. You'll have a cricket for breakfast. You'll have a cricket for lunch. And you'll have a cricket for dinner. Maybe you'll have a cricket for a snack somewhere in between there. And you will be a passive observer of your thermostat. Your thermostat will be set and regulated by other people, by other nice people out there, by the people that own stuff for you, the people that own all the stuff. They will also own your thermostat. You will sit in your domicile, your pod, and you will be a passive observer of your thermostat while you sit on a couch, if you're lucky enough to have a couch, you won't own that couch, but you will be maybe sitting on it. 
as you watch your telescreen, as you watch your propaganda, as you have your devices that are all tracked, monitored, and recorded by the surveillance state, and they will decide what programming you are allowed to see. They will maybe allow you some different channels of choices, but all the channels are the same, and all the channels are vetted and controlled by the people on top, by the people who own everything. You've got your screens. You've got your propaganda. You've got your subscriptions that you probably don't have to pay for. They're given to you because they want to give you your propaganda for free. What a deal. But I do think you're starting to see some people out there who have started to emulate Winston, the main character in Orwell's 1984, and at the end, he finally cracks, he finally breaks, and he finally comes to love Big Brother. He finally signs up for Big Brother. He just can't take it anymore. The propaganda has been too intense and too relentless, and finally he just starts loving Big Brother and starts hating all the enemies of Big Brother. Do you ever... uh, Do you ever wonder if some people get that way? They just can't do it anymore. They just can't take it anymore, and they start falling in for the propaganda. They start realizing that they're happier if they just go along with the propaganda. Well, that ain't me, babe. That's not us around here. I've got more on this. Philosopher Yuval Harari on useless people. Going to look at that. I've got this great spoof on the World Economic Forum done by that JP guy. It's called the Universe economic forum (laughs) and i've got some stuff on this we'll be looking at but let's be saying some big hellos here and aaron thanks for hanging on a while and aaron in denver welcome aboard glad you're here hey what's going on there man how's how's things cooking yeah well they're they're hot around here about now no 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 question about you know and the thing is you brought up ryan and the 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 rhinos had control of the the house and they they just messed that up with trump had opportunities to do some good stuff blew that up mccain in there he was a disaster another rhino i mean and then and then you know the history of uh the 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 republicans didn't have control of the house for 40 years and I'm and I and I'm and I've been doing some reading. So between those forty years that the Republicans didn't have control of the House and Congress in in the in the cesspool, what the hell? I mean, what the hell were they doing? I mean, forty <laughs> years. Yeah. And you don't have control of the House, and I can see forty years they were just doing the bidding of the dark side, broken down, dumb donkey masters. Forty years you didn't have control of the House. It's right. New King, yeah, Newt. New- it was Newt showed up and yeah. uh, rattled the hen house a little bit. Yeah. And that really shook him up. And, of course, then they find a way, find a way to neuter Newt eventually. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and, the whole and, point and, is the Republican Party establishment has to neuter their Republican Party voters. They despise their voters. They despise their own people. They despise the heartland of this country. And their job is to put us in corrals and lock us in, keep us in. We're in prison, Aaron. We are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just unbelievable when you you start to really dig and start to really dig into the the insanity that's going on in Washington City and the Republican Party. Instead of understanding your opposition, the the uh, understanding what you're up against, you just uh, you just go along with the program and do their bidding. That, well, and, and it's ridiculous. Aaron, some people kind of say that Republicans don't want to be in the majority. They do not want that. They just want to be. They just, like you said, they just want to be a lo- bunch of losers. Right. It's a but party the thing, of 
losers. Right. True. But mm. the thing is, see, the uniparty power, the uniparty mm. wants more power. The rhinos want more power. They mm. always want more power. They have an insatiable appetite for power. But sometimes they get more power by being in the minority. Does that make sense? Oh, the the rhinos, they, they, they want other rhinos in power, and they do not want an America first MAGA Republican in power. They'd much rather have a Democrat instead of a MAGA Republican in power because that increases power for the uniparty and for the rhinos. Does that make sense? Man, it, it, it makes sense if I was insane. <laughs> I mean, I mean I, that, that's only uh, – but I'm not insane. Uh, last time I checked, I'm, I'm not in a padded cell with a, with a, with a jacket on. The, it, it only makes sense if you're insane. Right. And, 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 I, and luckily I'm not insane. I mean the whole thing is such a scam. It's such a racket, and and you got the and you got the Republican Party who are just so stupid and don't realize that you're up against a force of complete evil, and and yet you're willing to drink that Kool Aid without the sugar, and because you're just well, I guess we just gotta accept it is what it is. We just gotta accept it. Bull crap. <laughs> But anyway, Matt, have a good day. Aaron? I mean, just thinking about it, it just makes my head explode. But anyway, Matt, have a good day. Aaron, you are a mainstream, centrist, Republican voter, Aaron. Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, the folks that are in power right now are the extremists, but they're calling us the extremists for advocating mainstream opinions while I've gone down the list of all of their extreme positions on all kinds of issues from social to economic to everything else. But, yes, remember when the Republicans had the majority with McConnell and Ryan and Trump as president. See, they didn't like that because then they had to show their true colors that they tried to muzzle Trump and the Republican Party voting base entirely. They'd rather be because, again, it's easier for them to wield their power and they want more power. They want huge power. They're obsessed with power, but they want to have rhinos doing the power. Yeah, welcome back, little Cheryl Crow, if it makes you happy. And I better get right to the point here because we're talking about the elite's vision for the American future and the useless people problem that Yuval Harari, the WEF philosopher guy, good friend of Klaus Schwab's, is talking about. Let's get to that and some J.P. Sears. Had <laughs> a few people who know who J.P. Sears is and have texted into the studio. Dude is hilarious. His current spoof is awesome, but let's get to pod life and how you can passively watch your thermostat in the future. You don't get to control that. You don't get to drive your own car. You don't want to have freedom. You don't want to own anything. That's the future vision, folks. And, oh, so contrary to human nature, it's not going to work. But they're going to try. And we have to be around to not let them even come close to succeeding but let's say a hello first to Brian in Arvada. Brian, welcome to the program. Thanks for hanging on a bit of an extended stretch, and glad you're here, sir. Matt, one of the best shows on uh, the radio here. Hands down. Hey, uh, yeah, has anybody noticed our electric bill lately? Yeah. Damn, I'm paying like an extra 70 bucks a month, and I live in like a 700-square-foot little pod over here. <laughs> you're a pod guy. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm one of those guys. They, maybe they won't. Maybe the FBI won't come after me. I don't know. Maybe. If, yeah. Of course, I call on your radio, so I'm probably on there. Maybe, maybe they'll but. try and leave you alone for a little while, Brian. But they'll they'll eventually get to you. By the way, yeah. your, European household electric bills are estimated to jump by two trillion dollars next year. That's twelve percent of the European GDP. So, um, oh yeah. And by the way, well, we are giving selling natural gas to Europe this winter at a really high rate now to try to help out Europe because of this Ukraine business, and they're going to have a cold winter. And so we're going to have higher prices in America for all of this. It's even going to be higher, Brian. Anyway, I, well, I digress. Now, imagine this. Wait till after the midterms. I mean, he's been releasing a lot of this strategic oil reserve. I guess we're the lowest we've been in like 50 years or some nonsense. I can't, I don't, I remember, but as yeah. soon as the midterms are over, no, your gas is going up to five or six bucks a gallon and your bill is going to triple uh, to heat your house. I mean, this is, this is ridiculous. It's but, an uh, extreme Democrat rhino war on the American middle and working classes. Yep. And the World Economic well, you know, Forum types, the elite types, they want to control the food, they want to control the energy, and they want to sort of uh, inject their perverted sexuality into everything. And nice bunch of people. So, Well, I mean, just look who they installed. We all know that, listen, we all got to be honest. We know Biden didn't win. And you know what the sad thing is? They know Biden didn't win. They know the real numbers. That's why they're going full-on dictatorship right now, because they know they don't have the support of the people. I guarantee you that. That's what's going on right now. They know uh, they've lost the people. They just don't have the people. But at any rate, you wanted to to mention something about our our Vada cop who was killed, um, and we've been following that story. But did you have uh, some insight into that, Brian? I didn't. You know, my... uh, I know he was killed. I heard about it this morning, and uh, I guess it was off of Marshall and 51st or something. He's trying to break up a party, so I kind of want to see the details come up, but I want okay. to put out my condolences you know, yes. to his family. As do I we. Because I can only imagine the nightmare that they Dylan woke Vakoff. up today. Yes. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Prayers, why condolences I, to the family of Dylan Vakoff, police officer why in Why in Colorado? Can it, can anybody answer me this one question? Why in Colorado did they make a law? It used to be a felony that if a felon with a gun, you know, if a felon was caught with a gun, it was a felony. Why did they make it a misdemeanor? This seems all like a setup to me. Well, you know, it just does. Why would they do that? What logical reason can anybody explain out on the left why they would do that? Yeah. Well, why is George Soros putting millions into electing, District attorneys and so forth, um, and uh, attorney generals and secretaries of state around the United States of America. It seems like the billionaires seem to, in general, with the exception of Donald Trump and Peter Thiel and a few others, to have the very wrong vision for the future that doesn't involve human flourishing, human freedom, and liberty. Brian, it's a sad state well, of affairs. There's bad decisions. There's bad decisions. There's bad policy, and then there's intent. At this point, we're at, at intent, okay? There's one thing that always bothers me. Every night I go to bed, and I can't quit thinking about it, that Uvalde shooting. Where in the heck did a, a how old was he, like 18-year-old kid who was working part-time yeah. at Wendy's. And I'll tell you what, let's, let's, let's not, 
But let's not add that one in. I mean, we got we got so many irons in the fire. I don't want to veer too far off. But uh, but well, and I you know, and I but, you and I talked about that uh, a few weeks back. If you trust but, the FBI, if you trust the DOJ, at this point you're either a complete idiot or you're fearful of them. One of the two. But yeah. if you're going to change America for your kids, you can't be fearful. You got to march forward and be tough. Good advice, Brian. And yeah, trusting the FBI, that is an agency that uh, needs to be straight up dismantled and looks okay, Brian. Thank you. It looks like he dropped off. I did not I did not press any buttons there. And by the way, since since okay, since um since we have this little window and well I'm before I go big on uh, the World Economic Forum and all that. Um let's just get this about uh you know, Cash Patel and the uh, special master on the Trump raid, the FBI Stasi Trump raid. Let's just work this in. So most people, uh, thanks to last week's show, now know what a special master is and their job and the role of a special master. We'll get back into that. But the significant news is that the judge, Judge Cannon in the Southern District of Florida, ruled to allow a special master to come in. Big ruling. But in my opinion, it totally follows the law and is warranted by the circumstances. As Judge Cannon's order on a special master puts forth more succinctly than I'll be able to say, she basically says this case is so unique. It involves a former president, and it also involves such high-level legal issues, executive privilege, the the, uh, attorney-client privilege, personal records. All of these things, she said, have to be done above board. That's why I'm bringing in a special master. And she also had some harsh things to say about the DOJ and their handling and their execution of not just the search warrant itself, but how they went about uh, raiding Mar-a-Lago and what they took. And just so we're clear on that, that uh, Judge Eileen Cannon said that an independent master needs to be brought in to review the seized property, manage assertions of privilege, and make recommendations thereon, and evaluate claims for return of property. End quote. And go oh, the left, the DOJ, the corrupt FBI, they are coming down on this judge. Do they not like women or something? They're coming down on this judge like a ton of bricks. They are ripping this judge for getting in the way of their Stasi tactics on seizing stuff at a Mar-a-Lago. Cash Patel has more. Yeah, so one, 40-plus years of medical records, it looks like. Two, tax documents, three, attorney-client privilege information, four, executive privilege information. And if you can believe it, they took clothing. Um, And so the judge, I think rightfully so, has come in and said, you know, search warrants pursuant to the FBI's own operating manual are supposed to be conducted in the least intrusive manner when authorized because a search warrant is, by its definition, an invasion of someone's privacy. Um, And so the FBI is trained to do it without sort of going in there like you see in the movies and breaking glass and throwing people down to the ground. They're supposed to do it professionally and smartly. What the judge is saying, you guys didn't do that. And if that wasn't bad enough, she's basically uh, told the world that the DOJ should have done a better job, not just the FBI. The DOJ took all this stuff and didn't necessarily inform the court directly that it taken executive privilege materials. Yeah, authoritarian America, go raid the home of your political opponent when the president has every right to declassify any document he wants and have any document around that he damn well wants under Secret Service protection. Look at my previous podcast with uh, Mike Davis on that. The DOJ does not have a leg to stand on, and the FBI has just raided 35 more associates of Steve Bannon and Donald Trump. 
This is Stasi America, folks. Every Republican needs to campaign against the Stasi, against the deep state, or else our politics is meaningless and performative and useless and sound and fury signifying nothing. We have got to understand this. And if they're not doing that, it's because they're on the side of the Stasi. Just goes to show you never can tell, sings Chuck Berry. Love Chuck Berry music, and we play it often around here. That one immortalized with the John Travolta dance scene in Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. Ho, ho! Travolta, you got to say, that dude could dance. We just watched Grease at our house. My wife made me sit down and watch a musical, Grease. And uh, Travolta, I had to say, he was a pretty good dancer. Not as good as me, of course. I'm a much better dancer. And um, that's just uh, my final statement on that one. It's unarguable. Yeah, you should see me dance. But uh, I can't sing. Don't have it all. You know, you can't have it all in life. At any rate, I want to get back to my dystopian visions from the World Economic Forum. And I just am bouncing around. I've got the full lines. Actually, we're just talking to everybody, but um, dialing in on the points here. Summary on that special master thing. The, the FBI, the DOJ, they're freaking out about this judge's ruling to have a special master review the documents and the clothing and whatever seized and stolen by the Stasi in the Mar-a-Lago raid. And even Senator Warner is out on uh, the Sunday shows this morning saying, people will die if Trump Mar-a-Lago documents become public. They're freaking out, and they've, uh, they've gotten themselves maybe into a little bit of a pickle here. We'll see how this plays. The deep state uh, seems to always win and always get what they want, but maybe in this one, are they in a little bit of a tight spot? We shall see. Keep your eye on this special master thing. It's a very – I like it. I love this Judge Cannon. Oh, hell yeah. Anyway, back to – the lecture at hand, right? Uh, was that Snoop Dogg has that rap song? Back, back to the matter at hand. Anyway, the World Economic Forum, the global elites, they want to control the food of the world, the food supply, so they can control you. They want to control energy. Oh, they're going to control you there. And, uh, you know, and then the, their weird sexuality stuff is, uh, is coming out uh, in all kinds of different ways. And, uh, you know, hey, everyone has to do what they want to do, but I'm just saying that, uh, you know, it's, it's weird. All this stuff. And it's extreme. It's very fringy. It's very cult-like. Okay? The real cult are our elites, our ruling classes, and especially these global Davos freaks helmed by that absolute bizarre human being, part reptile, uh, Klaus Schwab, the Bond villain. But in Colorado, we had that 22,000 homes had the wake-up call this week when they could not control their own thermostats, right? And uh, just so we get... The latest info in, little follow-up from Jacqueline Allen over at Channel 7 here in town. Big salute to this Jacqueline Allen for staying on this. But here's how Channel 7 opened this the other night. So when we hit 90 degrees last week, we received several emails from people upset about XL's Colorado AC Rewards Program. Now, customers received this message on their smart thermostat, letting them know that their temperature was locked due to an energy emergency, and they couldn't override that lock. Well, since our story aired, we've been doing some digging and have been in close contact with XL about these concerns. Tonight, Denver 7's Jacqueline Allen is following yeah, up Jacqueline with Allen. Customer. does more and here's here's the here's the upshot it's a voluntary program following up today excel says customers on these load relief programs need to be aware excel can control your ac and that option may be used more often many co- and that option may be used more often oh yeah see this is how things start folks this is how it starts they control you they want to control you they do not want like freedom and human flourishing and all that 
But they find these little pilot programs to sort of initiate the controls. And, yeah, it's voluntary, but uh, it's like voluntary until it's mandatory. And here's how the camel's nose gets under the tent. And I'm very rational in, like, having a making a big point about all of this. And given the context of European energy shortages, given the context of the climate freak reptiles in Davos at the World Economic Forum – and this vision of the future, again, is that they want you living in your pod, owning nothing, eating your bugs, and being a passive observer of your thermostat. If you have a car, which you won't own, it'll be electric, and maybe somebody else controls the, 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 the power on that, and they decide you can drive or not. Yeah, maybe you just need to stay in your little pod, buddy. You can't go out today. Says who? Well, says the people that own everything. Because you don't own anything as you sit there watching your propaganda on your devices that are tracked and monitored by the deep state for you. How is that for, like, maybe not cool? All right? Now, um, this J.P. Sears guy that I seem to be getting a lot of text-to-studio on had a kind of a – I thought was a pretty funny skit on this in which he, he wants to compete. He's, he's a satirical guy. He's a comp comedian. He wants to compete with the reptiles at the World Economic Forum, and he started his Universal Economic Forum. And again, this is all humor, tongue-in-cheek, but I think it makes a point here. The World Economic Forum wants to control the world? <laughs> Not if we can help it. Hi, I'm with the Universal Economic Forum. For the longest time, the World Economic Forum has been without competition in the marketplace for enslaving humanity, and we're here to put an end to their pathetic reign of terror. And no, unlike the World Economic Forum, we don't want to control the world. That's child's play. We want to control the entire universe. Highlighting one of the biggest problems we see, it's clear the World Economic Forum is using a decades-long agenda to enslave humanity. And you know what? We think the people of the world deserve much better than that. So we're going to be doing it much faster. They say you'll own nothing and be happy about it by 2030. But with our better branding and global initiatives, our agenda will have you owning nothing by 2023, if you survive that long. And you know what? You won't be happy about it, but you're going to like it. You won't be happy, but you're going to like it, dude. You're going to like it. By the way, I am being told that J.P. Sears lives in Boulder. He's like a Coloradoan in Boulder, no less. Awesome. Maybe I should get him on the show one of these here days. Um, JP continues with his Universal Economic Forum proposal. No, we're the type of organization that gets in there and gets the job done fast and aggressively because that's what the world needs. Just imagine consenting your way into a fast-moving, progressive agenda that will have your every thought and action controlled by people gracious enough to assert their power over you. Exactly. You will own nothing, and um, you will be happy because other people can own this stuff for you. Let other people own stuff, and that makes you happy. Oh, is there anything more contrary to human nature and to the American Constitution? No, there is not. But we're just having fun with this, are we not? More J.P. Sears. How are we going to handle the climate crisis better than the old codgers at the World Economic Forum? Well, when we look at the ever-changing weather patterns, we can see in the northeast region of the U.S., the average daily temperature from mid-January to mid-July of this year has risen from 32 degrees to 85 degrees. And we expect this trend to continue, so we've got to do something about it fast. So goodbye climate crisis and hello climate hysterical panic. Embrace yourselves, 
because we'll stop at nothing to protect you. Again, making the point that the climate is the bludgeon, is the tool they can use with all their abstract figures and their complicated mathematical equations, and they can bamboozle the public into giving all the power and all your stuff to them, or else there's going to be like a climate crisis. Oh, no! We must give up everything. Give up all of our stuff. Give up fossil fuels. No! Because we can't have the planet like somehow come to an end that's what they tell us is gonna happen right and so you know and here's here's how they deal with dissenters right the weak world economic forum has their credit card system that tracks your carbon footprint and then cuts off your purchasing power when your carbon footprint goes too high that with our system we're just going to cut your head off but you can have peace of mind in your decapitated head knowing we only use an environmentally friendly zero emissions guillotine system to end your life because we actually care about the climate and truly want to protect you now in the true fashion of a democracy our carbon footprint tracking system through your credit card is completely voluntary and we're making the volunteering aspect of it mandatory because time is running out <laughs> they're making the voluntary aspects mandatory because there is no time and exact is that what excel it's voluntary for now you might not know you were on this voluntary program but you're on it dude and we're locking your damn thermostat in your pod yeah you can just sit there and sweat it out or maybe if it gets cold you can turn into a human freaking icicle and uh yeah that's just the deal and if you don't like it well we're going to bring out our environmentally friendly guillotine to uh, manage that situation. Uh, last one from J.P. Sears. People look at Klaus Schwab and wonder, does he have a little bit of reptile DNA in him? Well, probably, and it's clearly not enough. Yeah, um, that's where I got the little reptilian thing about Klaus Schwab, the reptile. Uh, <laughs> and look at the guy speak. And there's like these weird fringe cult people that seem to like Klaus Schwab. And one of them is this Yuval Harari guy that I'm going to get into in the next segment here when we come around the corner, who talks about the problem with the future. There's going to be all these useless people around, useless people. So what are we going to do with these useless people? I mean, we've got them in their pods. We've got them unable to control anything or own anything. And they just watch their thermostats and they're either overheat and like steam comes out of their ears on a hot day or they turn into a like a popsicle on a on a frozen day and uh but they're they're useless people the the, the way these people talk about the future of useless people you gotta wake up to realize like the mindset i mean that was all satire there but don't you think it gets to a point i mean yeah excel energy i mean they've they've, they want to build back better right they want to be part of this because it's like you know the climate and everything and all right, Matt Dunn, it's Backbone Radio. Let's do a bit more of this kind of dystopian stuff next. Reba McIntyre's Amazing Grace version, which I think that is my favorite version of this, of this beautiful, beautiful song, Amazing Grace, and the bleaker our political landscape looks. That will translate into a brighter flame of faith Ladies and gentlemen, it's just kind of a, a matter of when at this point. And I know it looks really bleak. And again, the, the future vision of the left is like armed bureaucrats in charge. They want to arm the IRS, armed IRS agents. And they talk about armed FDA agents showing up at that Amish guy's farm. Did a story on that a couple weeks ago. 
Then, of course, the FBI with their armed raids on Trump's Mar-a-Lago and 35 Trump associates and go down that list of Roger Stone and Manafort and uh, Peter Navarro. Good night, man. They uh, And some people like they like this. There's some people who like living in, a, you know, a prison in a gulag in a Stasi controlled society. But that ain't us. That ain't us. <laughs> Not going to happen. Not going to happen. And so we're going to keep that flame lit come what may, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, the uh, yeah European energy shortage, uh, apparently $2 trillion more expenses, 12% of their GDP this coming winter for energy increases. Really great, great, great move on that Ukraine thing, guys. And um, the more we get rid of fossil fuels, the more, frankly, you know, people are going to starve. Poor children are going to starve. I've done segments on that. And uh, here's Janet Yellen, Treasury Secretary for Joe Biden's vision. Our plan, powered by the Inflation Reduction Act, represents the largest investment in fighting climate change in our country's history. And it will put us well on our way toward a future where we depend on the wind, the sun, and other clean sources of energy. We will rid ourselves from our current dependence on fossil fuels. And that's good. Yeah, wind, sun, all for it. Love that stuff. But we're not ready to have that be what we depend on when we need to keep ourselves cooler or hotter or alive, ladies and gentlemen. That's just the way that is. And uh, Ursula von der Leyen, president of the European Commission, talks about how she's going to – they're finding ways to flatten the curve on – on energy expenses in Europe this coming winter? And this is what is expensive, because in these peak demands, the expensive gas comes into the market. So what we have to do is flatten the curve and uh, avoid the peak demands. We will propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours, and we will work very closely with the member states to achieve this. Oh, yeah. They're going to take control of your damn thermostat in Europe. Good job, people. Let's go green and let's uh, turn into human popsicles in Europe this winter. That sounds great. Uh, I don't know how bad it's going to be or not. But I know we're, America is sending natural gas over to Europe in a big way. And it's going to be more expensive for us. <laughs> I'm going to start yelling at some point. But before the phones, this Yuval Harari, I've actually got three of his books and I've read through them. And he's uh, very close with the reptile Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum. And Yuval Harari talks about there's going to be useless people in the future because the real civilized societies are going to be, you know, doing artificial intelligence like implants into their bodies. And there's going to be like superior humans and inferior humans and the inferior ones are going to be like useless. And here's what Yuval has to say. And... This time, if you're not part of the revolution fast enough, then you probably become, become extinct. Once you know how to produce bodies and brains and minds, so cheap labor in Africa or South Asia or wherever, it, it simply counts for nothing. Again, I think that the biggest question, in, in maybe in economics and politics of the coming decades, will be what to do with all these useless people. That's how they talk. All these useless people out there in a world without faith is a world in which you can have intellectuals talk about useless people. I mean, that is like the 
absolute lack of faith in the world when you get people that talk this way. Let's hear a little more from Yuval Harari. Again, I think that the biggest question, in, in maybe in economics and politics of the coming decades, will be what to do with all these useless people. I don't think we have an economic model to, for that. My best guess, which is just a guess, is that uh, food will not be a problem. Uh, with th that kind of technology, you will be able to produce food for, to feed everybody. The problem is more uh, boredom and how, what to do with them and how will they find some sense of meaning in life when they are basically meaningless, worthless. My best guess at present is a combination of drugs and computer games. Wow. Not only are these people useless, but they are meaningless and worthless. That's how Yuval Harari talks about people. Meaningless, worthless, and useless people in the future. Does that sound like a good vision for the future? I mean, when I talk dystopia, that's about as dystopian as it gets. And just so you hear that, what is the future for useless people? Drugs and computer games? My best guess at present is a combination of drugs and computer games. There you go. So that is the capstone on the World Economic Forum dystopian vision for the future. They own everything. You own nothing. They sell it to you by saying you're going to be happy. And you'll be sitting in your pod, eating your crickets, watching your propaganda that is selected for you, curated for you by the intelligence agencies and tracked for you by them as well. And then you will have an assortment of drugs and computer games to abide your useless, worthless, meaningless time away. Does that sound fun to you? Does that sound like a vision? For, do you think you would be happy in that future that they are envisioning for you in which they, they have everything and you have nothing and they are marching us down that path? And I say a big hell no to all and any of that. And the best defense we have against that is the United States Constitution and the freedom-loving American people. Let's just say a big fat no to these morons and their sick and twisted plans for our future. What do you say? Who's with me? Amen. Can I get an amen? <laughs> amen. All right. Got one there from, from Mr. Blake. And let's just uh, get to the phone action here as I've been resting my case. at Mary in Denver. I'm sorry we're a little late in this segment, but welcome to the program. Fine. I can be really fast. Uh, last week or two weeks ago, a man by the name of Virgil called in who had retired from Excel, and he's telling us he retired because Excel and our governor are in constant, constant talks to pull this thing off. Mm. I think I think Heidi Gunnell needs to really get on that in public. Maybe it's a way to get rid of this governor. That People would be interesting. Be People are going to be cold. Did you miss a couple of weeks ago and have a substitute? Uh, no, it was me. It was me. That so, Virgil called in? No, it wasn't. Virgil wasn't me. It must have been some other show. But Virgil sounds like a, a wholesome citizen. And by the way, this oh, is a national story. A, a national story I about think, the Colorado thermostats being locked. Of I mean, course we've got, it is. That's the only thing they've talked about, Colorado, in two years. Maybe we could just, you know, I, I'm making a big hairy deal out of it. Maybe the local politicians running for office could do the same thing well, because that's a big turnoff. Big turnoff. Especially when it gets cold. Because it was they, cold enough today. Yeah. 
And, uh, yeah, we had 100 degrees last week, and now we're in the 40s <laughs> this week. Anyway, just need, need to get it out there, and somebody get to Heidi and get her on it. Yeah, that's a, this locking your thermostat, the Big Brother stuff. It's yeah. not, not a big seller yet. We still and, like and freedom too much. Said, we're not ready for pod events. life. Hey, Mary, he that's a beautiful said, way to I, end I, the show. I loved, loved your point and your, and your message. Stay close with us if you would. We'll do. Matt Dunn, Backbone Radio, signing out for another glorious installment of, yes, Backbone Radio. We'll see you next Sunday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.